All right. Hey, guys, I am back today with another amazing franchise partner, Emily from the Baltimore. Yeah. Is do you do you call yourself Baltimore, <laughs> Maryland we area? We consider ourselves the greater Baltimore area. Yes, absolutely. Greater Baltimore. Awesome. Cool. Well, to you, you've got an amazing story, so I'm, I'm incredibly excited. And it's one, one of the big reasons why I asked you on was you've got a really cool background and you're, you know, many people that are franchise partners were members first and, you know, they, they fell in love with ISI through membership, but you weren't that way. And so can you tell me a little bit about kind of your family? Like, just give us a background of, of where you live, experience prior to franchising and all of that. Yeah, yeah, happy to, Adam, and thank you for having me on. Um, I love that you're you're tapping into our fabulous diverse pool um, of of partners in the franchise. I'm a mom first and foremost. Um, a mom of two wonderfully smelly teen boys. Um, I have a 13 year old and a 15 year old, and I consider my husband my third child. Uh, if you will. Um, but um, again, first, foremost, a mom um, of a wonderfully close-knit unit. Um, I grew up in Texas. My parents are immigrants from Taiwan. Um, so, I mean, just <laughs> picture, if you will, I'm definitely not the mold um, for what you might stereotype or generalize somebody from Texas um, is like. Um, for those of you who have maybe seen me um, or a flash of me, right now, just so you know, my hair is three different shades of blue. Um, yeah. But yes. about, <laughs> about four weeks ago, um, it was, I think, pink and yellow. <laughs> um, yes. So, you know, not exactly what you picture um, when you think of somebody who grew up in Texas. Um, but from Texas, I moved to Virginia, um, actually um, went to UVA for grad school um, moved up to northern New Jersey, about 30 miles west of New York City. Uh, and then I hopped over to the Seattle area um, and now my husband and I and our family, um, we're living in the greater Baltimore area. And what really kind of pushed me around the country um, was the fact that I had 25 years of corporate experience um, and the, the opportunities that I had um, are what pulled me um, from place to place and coast to coast. <laughs> And those last um, 10 years in particular, I spent as a corporate executive. Um, and then really, I would say probably the last 15 years, um, I spent identifying and launching new business opportunities uh, within those existing organizations. Um, so that's, that's me in a nutshell. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, so highly, highly successful. So talk to me about, you know, what was it COVID that, that made you realize that you wanted to, to open your own business and kind of be your own boss and control your own destiny or um, what, what drove you to want to you know, I, entrepreneurship? I would say, yeah, absolutely, Adam. COVID was definitely a big trigger for that. Um, 
I think like a lot of organizations, the company I was with um, was facing um, financial challenges um, and they were taking that as an opportunity to look at how could they streamline. And I was given the opportunity um, to take a package deal. And, you know, it's, I think when you've spent your life, um, you know, in, in a successful track, I think you get caught up in it and you don't often realize, you know, is this, is this the track and is this the life I want to be leading? Um, I had been working 60 to 80 hour weeks for, um, I'm going to say probably eight years or so. Um, and you get caught into that habit and that routine, you know, without realizing it. And um, when, when the organization I was with came to me with that opportunity, um, it, you know, it very much turned into, turned out to be a blessing in disguise. Um, and you know, I was grateful that the team I worked with wasn't impacted um, directly from an employment standpoint. Um, but it was a it was a really unique opportunity for a wake up call. Um, I mean, and when I take a step back, I looked at it, it was as it was a chance for me. I got paid to basically like take a step back and evaluate if I was living my best life. Um, and I hadn't realized how my head, what I, what I would say is my head and my heart had become disconnected. Um, you know, I was living up to somebody else's expectation or trying to live up to somebody else's expectation, trying to live a life that was somebody else's goals for me um, versus living the life that I really wanted to be to show up and be my best self and live my most authentic life. <laughs> Um, you know, so to my nature, right, I, I decide I'm going to take this package, I take the package, you know, I probably cried for maybe 15 minutes. <laughs> um, and then, you know, you know, I started realizing, like, I had let my health go, I had let, you know, the connectivity that I crave with the people I love go, um, and particularly my, my boys and my husband, um, and, you know, not that we weren't already close, but we weren't spending the quality of time together. Um, you know, so start to like pick those pieces back up. Um, but I also realized uh, I was also quickly bored. <laughs> so I knew I wasn't actually sure, right, what I wanted to do next. Um, and you know, I started talking with my friends who like have changed career paths and I got a cold call um, from what I like to affectionately call a franchise headhunter. <laughs> and, um, you know, he started asking me questions about, you know, have I ever thought about, you know, have I ever thought about investing in a franchise. Um, and I took a step back and I realized, you know, I'd always thought about potentially having my own business, but I had never thought about investing in a franchise. Um, and the more that we talked and the more I started doing my homework on it, I realized for me, like, this was the best of what I love. Um, it's, 
a chance to like really lean into my strengths and my husband's strengths. Um, and then when you started putting together the pieces of how my husband and I like our values and what they mean to us, ISI quickly started rising to the top um, as a potential investment opportunity for us. It's amazing. We're, we're so grateful to have you as a franchise partner too, because we know that, you know, it, it, I always tell people the, um, the Big Mac was created from a, a franchise partner, a franchise owner. <laughs> and, uh, you know, to have, to have your experience and to be able to do that, it's, it's amazing. So I want to kind of to go into the fact of you talk a little bit about your husband and your kids but what roles do you and your husband plan to, to play within the business each? And then additionally, what does it mean to you to get into business together as a family? Yeah, so I, I think the cliche answer, but genuinely for us, it's, it means everything. Um, I think for my husband, the role he's looking to play is more of that kind of classic owner operator feet on the street. Um, my husband is a former auto mechanic, um, but he's one of those people who loves to problem solve, but from a people aspect. I mean, he is, I mean, he's amazing. <laughs> he's an amazing champion um, of the people he loves and he cares about. Um, from my standpoint, um, we're we're tackling my role more as what we're calling owner vision um, and the back office pieces. And, and I can't, I don't think I had mentioned this. My husband and I, I very much um, liken us to being very complimentary of each other. Um, we have pretty diverse um, and divergent backgrounds from each other. Um, and it's very much a yin-yang symbiotic um, relationship. We balance each, uh, each other out, we complement each other, and our strengths are in different areas. Um, so while I have that vision, I have a tendency to be really positive and optimistic. Um, he is a realist <laughs> and he's pragmatic. Um, and for us, like it's, it's, it's everything to me. It's a chance for us to be successful on our terms where we get to live out our values, but also, but also showcase and leverage each other's strengths. Um, and for our kids, like, I, I can't even tell you, like, this is, you talk about this just in terms of how you know, working out gets to set um, an example for our kids and for us, you know, this is an opportunity for us to showcase and instill with our kids um, how we can live our best lives and how we can be successful on our terms and show up as our most authentic selves. And that's what we want for our kids too. So I love that. Adam, I can't even tell you like, enough how much we are grateful that like it's mutual, right? That, that, that you accepted us into the ISI family as well um, because the values fit, um, the framework, I, I mean, it's, it's unreal to us how great the fit is for us. It's amazing. 
Yeah, and it's 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 so interesting because a lot of people they, you know, they they will get whether it's fitness or whatever they'll 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 be in corporate America for so long, and it's kind of what's instilled in you, right? Is the, to climb the ladder to go to the next level, and you, a lot of people unfortunately don't have the the circumstance to where you know you get pulled out and and really have to reflect and say, well, man, is there a better way? Um, and and it's just why I'm a champion of entrepreneurship because I, I love it. And obviously I, I believe you guys are gonna be so incredibly successful for many reasons, but you know, your experience is gonna be grateful. So uh, kind of going into that though, how, how are you using your experience from, you know, an executive level leadership at a pretty substantial size company um, to, to parlay that into building your team and, um, and opening your own business? Yeah. I, it's, you know, there's that cliche, that phrase of, of opportunity, when opportunity meets preparation, like that's, that's what your chances are. Um, and I feel like that, that experience um, in corporate, it's definitely helped me in two fronts, right? I think the functional side, I'm going to say is the easier part, right? The business part of having the experience of running P&Ls um, and having been in sales, having been in marketing, I'm going to say like the nuts and bolts of it for sure, like um, are second nature for me at this point. But I think the part that is the most valuable is having led teams and having clarity of the values and the culture that I want to create and the environment I want to create and who I want to surround myself by. Um, and so for me, it's my own leadership and the self-awareness of that, knowing that my strength and one of my biggest strengths and oxygen needs, if you will, is this notion of something called relator. And what that means is my biggest strength and the biggest thing that I need from an oxygen perspective is to have genuine relationships with people. Um, and it's the notion that it's not just, um, you know, a friend. I, they are people that become family to me. So it's not just a team, it's a family. Um, and recognizing that when we look for the people we want to hire, we're looking for right person in the right role. And by right person, I mean that they have a values fit with us. Um, but that I'm also showing up as a leader with them. Um, sorry, Adam, I'm, I'm like <laughs> all over no, the place. It's, it's, really, I love this topic, great. right? Yes. And so let me, let me start with the understanding of who I am as a leader. And there are three big things that I know I bring to the table. And the first is clarity of expectations. So when I talk about vision, right, I have a very clear set of what kind of person am I looking for um, and what do I want from them? Um, so I've already laid out, you know, tied to the ISI core values. And if I simplify them in our terms, it's play as a team, do the right thing and go the extra mile. Um, and what kind of criteria am I looking for as like we start to meet them in terms of how do I gauge that? 
Um, the second thing as a leader is, um, so is this notion of control. And what do I mean by that? And that is to focus on giving my team the resources they need and empowering them. And it, sometimes it's as simple as helping refocus on what we can control versus what we can't control. And then the last piece from a leadership perspective is giving them a sense of connectedness. Um, it's fun. Um, again, it's investing in their development um, and it's showcasing my own vulnerability. But to that end, it's really to showcase and build trust. Um, and what I found in doing that and then it, what you end up with is a response from your team um, and an expectation that what you want from them is their voice, their engagement and feedback. And what that ends up boiling down to is if I have their voice, right, that gives me a chance to learn where are opportunities to optimize and improve. If I have their engagement, that means I get performance and the results we're looking for. And if I get their feedback, essentially what that is, is a connectedness that drives to loyalty. Um, but that all starts with me and being clear about what I need to do on that clarity, that control and connectedness. And mm. those years of experience I've had from a corporate standpoint, I think have allowed me to take my strengths and crystallize them so that they're consistent in how I show up. Yeah, man, that's gold. I'm gonna I'm gonna steal that and put it into our our leadership training portal. <laughs> oh, and if it, for what it's worth, Adam, I can lay this out because the other thing that I I laid out right is when I'm looking for them right and we're hiring. There's kind of two pieces like, and I know the traction book that you provided I think says it so eloquently about looking for the right person, right, meaning the values fit and then right role. Um, and if I double click on those, right, so right person, I would say the five ISI values. Um, but again, if I'm going to simplify them, just for me, it's play as a team, do the right thing and go the extra mile. The right role for me is that is an amalgamation of looking for how is somebody more naturally wired um, in their strengths and then this kind of other bucket of potential. And when I double click on potential, what I found is like, how self-aware are they? Are they open to feedback? And what's their level of willingness and motivation to address feedback? And if you think about the people who are successful, they have self-awareness they have openness to feedback and they have willingness and motivation in spades. And if you look at somebody yeah. that you may have parted ways with, it's usually one of those three things. Yep, it's so true. So I, I, this kind of parlays into another question I would have them for you would be someone, you know, a lot of people that get into the franchise space, especially fitness franchising, maybe have you know an operations background but never have quote unquote worked in the fitness industry so when it look when you look to that how are you ensuring there's alignment on those three things in the interview process and do you have any tips or tricks or fears or is it something that you're making your best judgment in and, and time will tell if if it pans out 
Um, honestly, it's questions, right? So to your point, 25 years, 15 years of hiring and consistently creating high performing teams that feel like family. Um, there are certain questions that you can ask. So on the self-awareness one, um, there are like, and Adam, I'm happy to provide because as you get to know me, this hopefully will not surprise you. I actually have an interview guide all set up already um, for my team um, and Adam, for my, like for I, us. I don't, that does not surprise me. <laughs> <laughs> Along with a grid on decision criteria and how to think about it, like as you're talking. Um, in evaluating this. Um, and so on the self-awareness, there are things like if I ask you, you know, if I talk to your friends and family or I talk to your former co like former co or your current coworkers, what would they tell me your strengths are? Um, and then also getting them to talk about, hey, we're all human. We all have things that we have to work on, you know, like can you like the flip side of like, tell me your strengths or do you know your weaknesses <laughs> and see how they handle the question. Um, there's also asking them, tell me about like what you were like in high school, what were you like in college? Um, and what do you, you know, what do you like to do for fun? And what you start to hear, right, is how much do they actually know about themselves? Um, you can also ask something like, hey, if you have to give advice to your current employer to get you to stay, like, what would you say? I love that. I love right? that. So there are ways to see, like, have they done the introspection? Like, what, right. like, and how much do they actually know about themselves? Um, openness to feedback. Um, there's usually like a question about, tell me about a time, like you had to like give tough feedback to a family or friend, or tell me, um, about feedback that maybe you got from somebody that caught you off guard or you didn't agree with. Um, tell me about a time, like, you know, that you had to be partnered with someone you didn't get along with, see what they say in telling that story, right? Because it starts to tell you a lot about them. Um, and then it kind of dovetails to were they willing, right, to hear the feedback and then were they motivated to do something about it, right? So, it, you know, as they tell you the story, if they don't do it on their own, it's prompting for, and what did you do next? Or what did you learn from it? I love it. You're, um, so anybody listening to this that, that becomes a franchise partner, um, man, you're going to benefit so much from this because it, it is like team is, and you fully understand this, but especially in this business team is everything. And so if there's not a value alignment, don't even move forward with the, with the, if there's not, that's the number one, that's the foundation to a relationship and relational thousand and all of that. Percent. So, thousand percent. And you hit and it on the head. And they, yeah. And they could be a great person. It's just not a right fit. And, and we've all worked, like in some sort of team before when there was somebody who wasn't a right, like a right fit and they drag everything down, you know, not necessarily intentionally, but it drives everyone. It drives every, right. It drives, it drags it down. And when you have a team that's clicking, like the sky's the limit. <laughs> yep. yep. Absolutely. So I, that, I'm curious to know, like, I've, I've got two big questions left for you. There's <laughs> number one, are you solely looking at fitness 
or were you looking at other opportunities within franchising? Um, this question, I actually really don't know. Uh, and then the second question was why, why ISI specifically when it comes down to, you know, in the fitness space? Yeah. So I, I wasn't necessarily looking at fitness. I, um, although it did seem like I was starting to lean towards things that were in the health and wellness space, um, when we were doing our search and it, it honestly surprised me, but when I take a step back, um, what I realized is having, having my head and heart connected and my overall wellness. So this idea of, I want to live my best life is what's driving me. And it started leading me down the path of fitness. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Yeah. We had a, um, we had another, I won't, I won't disclose the name, but we had another franchise partner who, who hadn't, they came in for discovery day, hadn't worked out in probably five to 10 years in, in his workout at discovery day, he, uh, he ended up throwing up and I'm like, Oh gosh, what a disaster. And he comes back and he's like, man, that this is exactly what I need in my life. <laughs> right. Right. And I think what right. I had, yeah. I think I had lost sight of, like along those lines, is how much your body is a gateway to your soul. And yes, and and that is what I'm keeping in mind because I I genuinely kind of like if I sum up, I know we have you know rises one and building a community, and for me, what that means to me is not only do I get to live my best life, but I'm getting to help other people live theirs. Um, and it, so it comes back to that values fit. Um, so when you talk about why ISI, you know, the first and foremost, again, is if I do my head part, the business model itself, it's just, it's super solid. It's so solid. Um, but then when I go back to, to the heart side of it, the values fit, of ISI is really like what puts me there, right? Like, again, the function, the head side of it, the workout, it's gritty, it's effective. And what I also really love that ties into my values is that anyone can do it, right? It's not, it's not female oriented. It's not just guys. It's not just, you know, if you're in fantastic shape, awesome. Um, but for myself who like had fallen out of, of working out on a regular basis, like, and I had just forgotten how much I love the adrenaline rush. <laughs> like mm -hmm. anybody can do it. And that, and, and the environment that we create from a community standpoint, it's about celebrating versus excluding, right? The community is about belonging um, and fostering and building relationships. I mean, I can't say enough like about, you know, for my husband and me, when we like started to get more exposure to ISI specifically, I mean, it was just the kicker was the values fit for us. Yeah, that's awesome. And it's a time, time and time in life, time in society where God, we need that, that more than anything. And there's so much division and it's, it's crazy because you can have you can have completely different beliefs or disagree, but it doesn't mean there needs to be division. And 
You, you walk, I always tell people you walk inside the four walls of any, any ISI and you're, if you just pull out and put people in a line, like you're going to see people of all different ethnicities, different belief systems, different fitness levels, like I said, and to, to see that in modern day society with, you know, of them doing life together inside and outside of the four walls is, is amazing. So oh. now I, I want to go to the last question, which is the fun question, because you, 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 <laughs> pretty much self-proclaimed yourself as the vision owner. So I want to know, I know you have a big ambitious vision, <laughs> but what is your guys, you guys are multi-unit owners. So you yes. guys have secured three territories. I know there's, there's, there's more to come, but how many locations <laughs> would you guys like to have? What type of culture and, and what type of, of communities do you guys want to have? Like, what's your vision over the next three to five years? So, <laughs> It's funny. So yes, we have three because um, my husband, my husband's telling me not to get out over our skis. <laughs> um, but uh, I already have, um, Kelly's been kind and allowed me to pencil a fourth. Um, and really what we're looking at starting to do is um, what I'm trying to do is pair locations so that they can be um, relatively close to each other. So this notion of play as a team for me is not just do they support, you know, supporting your own facility, but also starting to be able to share learnings across different facilities. Um, but the, the intent right now is kind of the Northwest part of Baltimore. Um, and by doing that, it sets us up so that if we want to, we can start to form a corridor actually down to DC. Um, so, um, I kind of have that grand scheme in mind um, and doing it in a way where there, there's at least a brother-sister facility, if you will, that can help each other out um, as we grow. Um, and then my, my membership goals within each of those units, um, I would say are attainable, like they're stretch attainable, but aggressive. Um, I'm looking to open each facility with at least 500 members um, with a plan to grow them to 2,500 members. Um, with again, that notion of helping our members live their best lives um, using the body as a gateway to the soul. It's awesome. What, but, uh, you, Adam, you... I will tell you, I also have, I'm gonna call it a subvision underneath that. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, what's that? Uh, which is, I am looking to make all of our ISI's top performing facilities um, within ISI. And yes. you know, my personal goal is to kick butt um, so that you guys bring me on as a resource um, from a headquarters standpoint. And selfishly, what that does is that gives me right more direct visibility um, to, so that I can learn how to optimize from others and continue to leverage my strengths. Yes, that's amazing. And, and I have no doubt that you will do that. So we, we do end of, I mean, you know this, we do end of month leaderboard calls and all of that. So it's funny, I actually heard one of the other franchise partners, she actually bonuses her team if they get in the top three on that, because that's important to her as well. So it's, uh, it's fascinating. Well, 
I am so thankful that you came on, man. I, uh, I didn't expect to, to pull things. I honestly, I, it was supposed to be a, a 10 to 15 minute conversation and it went longer than that, but there's so much value in it and things that I wrote down that I can take away. So thank you. Thank you for sharing that. And oh, um, I can't wait for you to get open. You guys are, you know, just months away, obviously you're, you're in that lease phase right now. And you're looking at, you know, two different locations and kind of doing those simultaneously as much as possible. And so what would you, um, I'm curious, one, one last takeaway here, what would you, what advice would you give to anyone who is in kind of corporate America right now? And they're looking at, man, do I keep my job and, and do this? Or maybe do I, do I go all in? Um, you know, I, I think everyone has to do with what they're comfortable with from a financial standpoint. And I, I mentioned at the start of this that I'm fortunate and, you know, that I was basically paid to be able to go figure out what I really want to be able to do. Um, so, you know, if they're in a place where financially they can go all in, I would say do it because you can't underestimate the time and the and how much power it takes in being clear about what your vision is for the facilities. Um, the more time you spend up front driving that clarity um, to set expectations, um, I would say the, the better off you're going to be and the sooner I think you can start living your best life I and mean, the happier you're gonna be. Yes, I love that. Awesome. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for your time. And um, man, keep an eye out for, for Emily and, and uh, everything going on there. So if, uh, if anyone has any questions, do you mind if they reach out to your ISI email? Oh, absolutely. Would welcome it. Awesome. How do you, can you spell it? So it, it's, yeah, I'll let you, you, you take it oh. from there. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So it's Emily, E-M-I-L-Y um, dot L-I-U at isielitetraining.com. Um, and it's Emily Dill. So yeah. I, I <laughs> cool. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Hope you have a great rest of the day getting those leases signed and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks.